Lineup. Lineup. Locked. Locked. Where every day is Sunday. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Are you ready for some football? Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Now, get ready. Ready? And lock it in. And it is that time, time to lock it in. Your go-to for all of the upcoming fantasy news and fantasy rankings is right here as always. I am Zach, your host, along with my player two and three, Lee. And Matt, say what is up, fellas, in unison, please. What, what is, is up, up fellas? fellas? What is going down? So before we get started, I just want to talk about how pumped I am about our podcast. I think we make a really good team. Of course, Chris has been traveling abroad, so we're going to be a four-man booth whenever he's back with us, and I think we got some good chemistry, and we're making some big things happen, so thank you, fellas. I think we're killing it, and I think our listeners are starting to agree because we are getting some, some mad listens, so those of you who are awesome enough to listen, please don't hesitate to Either leave voicemails if you have questions. On the Anchor platform, you actually can go in and comment about the podcast. If you have a a rankings question or any question about a player, we can play it live on this show and actually answer your question for you. And then uh, don't be shy. We like five-star ratings. We like reviews even better. That's going to help keep us uh, able to grow this thing, and it's going to give us some credibility to help get some amazing guests on as we continue to truck along and try to bring all listeners of Lineup Locked the best information. So speaking of information, you can follow all of us on the Twitter sphere. Uh, I am at TecmoZek. Lee, what is your uh, Twitter handle, sir? At Dynasty Dingo. Exactly like it sounds. And uh, Matt, what is yours, sir? At Matt Reller, M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R. All right. All right, all right. It is his name. We dig it. So, before we get started with the foosball news, we've got quite a bit. Uh, Today is going to be running backs 41 through 55. We're also going to bring up a few notable running backs that are just outside of that that we think should be on your radar uh, because we're coming to a close. I think we only have two more episodes where we're ranking all of this anyway. So we're getting we're getting close to that point where it's uh, new topics and everything else. But this has been a great series. I like how uh, I have a guy at work who is getting into fantasy football. He's played once before, and uh, he's in a league with me, and he's like, man, you're just going to kill me, Zach. I'm like, well, if you want to know what I'm thinking, you can listen to Lineup Locked. So he subscribed today, and he's going to go back in the archives and listen to everything. So it, it's cool because it's our. I think our opinions are awesome, and you can go back and listen to what is said and when you're when you're when you're league, this is when you get a jump on everybody because the training camp stories are starting in what two weeks, so yep. it's just more data, more information. So all these thoughts, the things that we've been saying, it kind of all pieces itself together, and that is how you win. So before we get started, this podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com, our brand new fantasy football website where you, the fan, can create your own set of customized player rankings. 
We have a great team putting out content every day in the form of articles, videos, podcasts, and more. We also offer a 20-minute one-on-one chat with our site experts completely free for 2019. For more, check us out on Twitter, at CreatorRank, and check us out on Facebook and YouTube as well. Good content all day long. I actually have my alerts on for CreatorRank. And it's uh, there's information, it seems like, once an hour coming between that and Alex, who's our boss man. So so good stuff. Would you guys agree it's definitely worth definitely worth the follow? Of course. 100%. I mean, it's it's the, the knowledge and the, the things that are there, it's good stuff, man. It's it's definitely, for me, as a, as a fan of fantasy football and now in the industry, it's, it's definitely something that I want to be, uh, you know, a part of following just so I can always get these little nuggets of information in my head at all times. So it is 7-Eleven. It's free Slurpee day. So I don't know about you guys, but I was almost late coming back from the gym because I needed to get gas and I wanted to get like a vitamin water or or Gatorade light or something because I needed like a jolt of energy because we're doing an evening podcast this Thursday. And there was probably 59 people in 7-Eleven by my house, literally. Like I just turned around and walked out immediately. I was like, yeah, no, not, not even attempting to stand in this line. So happy Slurpee Day, my fellas. Agreed. <laughs> For sure. Right back at you, bud. <laughs> so uh, as always, I scurry the interweb to find funny stories for us. So I've got a little little funny, funny action we're going to cover real quick before we start our trending in Roto session. So first off, I know Matt pre-pod said he'd heard about this before, but... I, I, I've not picked on Florida in a minute, and this is not in Florida, so I feel good. I've gone like three episodes without saying one negative thing about the Florida people, so we're doing well. But this mom of the year, all right, I use this ter- this uh, title loosely, was arrested for driving around the neighborhood in her car. So far, so good, right? But she had an inflatable pool on top of her car. Full of water, with her children inside. So, Matt, you have young children. Is that? you have young children, Matt? Is uh, uh, yes. is this something that you uh, would approve of, sir? No. Uh, <laughs> that, I don't think that that is uh, safety requirement, like guideline legal uh, <laughs> to have an inflatable pool on top of your car. Pretty sure you're breaking at least three rules that I can think of. <laughs> I, I think maybe seventy-two, actually, if you really got to get down to it. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a, Lee? What a, Lee? You are a, a young, young, strapping man, and you know, parenthood right, is parenthood's coming up sooner or later. Did your parents recently drive around with you uh, in a swimming pool on the roof? Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> Um, no, was, I mean, only last Friday, but if you're talking about, like, more recent, no, actually. Like, this is like taking Teen Wolf to the next level, is what it is, you know? Like, you know, the Teen Wolf goes surfing, right? Michael J. Fox in the 80s, and yeah. then you got this. And what's crazy, and, you know, throw, don't throw a rock at a glass house, right? But I've completely never done anything this dumb. But this woman's 49 years old. Like... You gotta know better. <laughs> you think you'd know better, right? At forty nine, I mean, I mean, is, is she the one that started the ice cream licking movement as well? Is it the same person? What's the chance? Let's roll the. What is the chance of rolling the dice on that? Is it is it the same thing? Don't know. I think that's a strong possibility. It's a strong, yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that bet. I'm gonna go with it. 
So the next the next bit of uh, bit, of, bit of news, excuse me, that I have for you guys is. I am a self-proclaimed nerd. I have no problem admitting to it. I am all about some Star Wars action. Uh, I love... I'm, I'm a rare breed because I collect comic books still to this day. Not as many. Maybe like a couple a year. I still collect sports cards every year for whatever... Uh, when the rookies come out, whether it's football, NHL, or NBA, I buy like the top ten. Uh, always, like right when the Panini releases them, and I still do that. And I'm really into like comic book movies and just... Star Wars in general, still like I get I get geeked out about that stuff, and I'm a sports fanatic as well as both of you guys know, and our listeners as well. So Kanye West is in the news right now because he's reportedly designing. It's a low low income housing, and it's modeled after Luke Skywalker's home in Star Wars. So I'm confused. I'm super confused because I'm surprised he's doing anything low-income. Right. <laughs> Lee, were you going to chime in, sir? I have no words, actually, to accurately describe. Well, you know what's funny is in Texas, if you're driving to, I th- want to say Austin, and you're taking the long road there from Dallas, there's actually a city, and I think it's Italy, Texas, and they have dome homes in there. And what they are is it's little bitty homes, like in Star Wars, like what Kanye West is doing. And the the home is built underneath the ground. So it's just like a little bitty spot that's probably like 20 feet wide, maybe a little bit larger than that. And then the home is underground completely. And uh, I've always wanted to meet somebody who lives in a dome home because I'm... I, if you're a listener and you do, please, please get at us. Hit us up on Twitter or leave a voice message for us because, heck, I think you you should be a, – we should get you on the show and interview you because I'm very intrigued by this. But apparently yes. apparently, they're very, it's very cheap living and Kanye West is doing the same thing. But he's not even doing it because he's heard of it before. Apparently, he just watched Star Wars for the first time, I guess, and is like, man, that looks like a great idea. So I'm going to build these things. So I, I don't think he knows that they're already a thing, which is even more disheartening for Kanye West. So, Why am I not surprised? <laughs> not just it's Kanye, man. Yeah. Kanye gonna Kanye? Kanye gonna Kanye. And then one last little nugget before we get to trending in Roto. I, I found interesting. I actually was reading this article last night, so it was still up on my laptop. Hold on, wait, Chris, um, Zach, one thing. Yes. <laughs> Russell Westbrook was just traded to the Rockets. That just happened? On air. Oh, snap. No way. For Chris Paul, and for, for Chris Paul two first-rounders and two pick swaps. To who? So OKC traded Russell Westbrook to Houston for Chris Paul two first-rounders and two pick swaps. I wonder if there's a third team involved, dude. I have no idea, but that's crazy. Wow. Way to drop the Woj bomb on us, kind sir. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I don't have my uh, notifications up. So let's see. Breaking news. Thunder received Chris Paul. Two first-round picks. Rockets get Russell Westbrook. Wow. Wow. Westbrook and Harden reunited. I wonder if it's going to come out here soon that there's a third team involved. Because that's an intro. I mean, they're, they're, their contracts are almost identical, right? So yeah. they both make like almost $40 million. And they both have kind of bad contracts, but good job, Lee. I like it. 
Thank you for the interruption, oh, sir. I almost called you Chris, though. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. It was a surprising moment, but that's uh, crazy. So the, so the Rockets have the old Oklahoma City duo with uh, Westbrook yeah. and Harden. So, all right. Sign, beam me up, Scotty. That's crazy that just happened out of nowhere. Right on, man. Okay, well, it's funny because Chris and I were talking on our other podcast that we do, and I was saying that it's going to be long and drawn out. So this is right on cue for, for me being wrong about sports. <laughs> so that's that's exciting news. Thankfully, it's only basketball that you're wrong. Now. Yes, like, yes, loyal listeners. We're not talking about fantasy basketball. <laughs> so while as we uh, continue to truck along here, uh, the last story before we talk about trending in Roto, because we got some big things that happened today in football also, uh, a Dunkin' Donuts manager was arrested because she created a fake employee so she could pocket the fake employee paychecks. Well played, Dunkin' Donuts lady. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I mean, I don't respect it, sorry, but it, <laughs> it was a power move. I wonder, I wonder like, how far she took it. Like, Did she get caught because she gave this fake employee employee of the month? Is that what happened? <laughs> Like the, I mean, I've heard of like when you're pregnant, you're eating for two. Did she always walk around going, "Man, it feels like I'm working for two around here"? Well, is that what happened? You think? Did is it is it is it possible <laughs> that she was like, "Man, there's a bonus for employee of the month, so I could get this too." So she like gave this fake person, manager. yeah, employee of the month, and pocketed the fifty dollar bonus as well. And then the the head of the division of that Dunkin' Donuts came to come shake their hand. And he's sick. At this employee is sick every time, right? How'd they get employee of the like month if they're always the sick? Move, though. <laughs> Aren't the other coworkers going to be like, who the hell is that? Well, <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> I try to make those once in a while. Yeah, that's, that's a great point, actually. And the sad thing is, is it's fantasy football season, and she just wanted to be in three leagues. And she was just trying to make it happen. <laughs> trying to get that extra winnings. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh man, we're terrible. All right, on to football, on to the foosball. So trending in Roto, um, as I say, this is always one of my favorite segments because I love having you guys' thoughts as well as mine, and uh, this is I'm excited to do this all year round. It's going to be real juicy when training camp's going on, right? Yeah. Um, and we were kind of hit with some good, some some crazy news today, so we're going to get right to it, okay? And Lee, All I'm right. going to start with you, but we're going to move down. He's like number three on the list here. So we'll get to Melvin Gordon here in a minute, who's the hot topic on probably the fantasy Spoiler alert. Mind. Yeah, spoiler alert. I, I'm the kind of guy who picks up a book, and I read the last page first. So Why does that not surprise me about you, Zach? It shouldn't. It shouldn't surprise you. It shouldn't surprise you at all. What, what would it really doesn't. blow your mind is I don't read anything. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> So the first, <laughs> the first, the first player I want to talk about is Duke Johnson. Okay, so right. uh, we're gonna start with you, Lee. Uh, Duke, I think all of us might agree that he's probably not going to be on the Cleveland Browns all year. Whether it's in the next few weeks, whether or not it's during training camp or before the trade deadline, we think he's gonna be moved. They're saying on here that the Bucks or a team to watch for Duke Johnson. So, Lee, news noise, what is your opinion of this, sir? Newsy noise. I, I think um, right. I, I think that Duke will get traded, 
but I feel like it'll be closer to the time that Hunt gets back because they really don't have much depth after him, like at the moment. And I think his value will be higher anyways. Um, so I think he will get traded. And if he goes to the Bucks eventually, that's a huge landing spot for everyone. That'd be great for fantasy. Right, for sure. I think he's – is he getting drafted right now? He's right back 50, spoiler alert. Okay, so fantasy pros rankings. So he's right in the he's on the list we're talking about. So he's on the cusp, right? Because if if you're in a ten or twelve man league, you got to think the average team is what four to six running backs. So he's right there towards the end of drafts, correct? So he's right on that verge. So if you're drafting right now, take him, draft him. Just this over that 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 would be an ideal landing spot. Once again, you know Matt Lee and I have talked about this. It's okay. To draft somebody that you're that you have to cut with the last couple of picks, it's it's we consider those free picks after like round twelve, really, the last four or five. So Matt, what is your opinion on this, sir? My opinion on this is it's Lee hit it perfect. It's newsy noise. I mean, it's something to kind of remember and pay attention to. But for right now, it it doesn't make much of a difference on Duke Johnson for me. It does kind of like up his long-term possible value this season to think that he's going to have a change of scenery. I would think it's going to happen during the season or unless somebody like blows up an ACL and is immediately like, ah, we got to find a running back. So yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to morph into the burning Elmo gif for you guys real quick. So just imagine I'm that thing, right? That's me right now. Ronald, Ronald Jones. Do you like him less or the same if, if this was to happen? If he goes to actual Tampa? Yeah. I personally like Pete or, uh, Rojo the same. Just, uh, well, (laughs) <laughs> struggling on air. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. That's the best time, man. I'm asking you an honest question live. Yeah. Unrehearsed. I think I like him just a little bit less. It makes me a little more worried because they're kind of the same player. And Duke Johnson's actually done it in the NFL, whereas Rojo still has yet to. Right. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Not... A ton less, but enough less where I'd hesitate and probably wouldn't end up with him on my team. What about you, Lee? I am of a different opinion where I would almost write Rojo off just because really? I, really, I really like Duke Johnson as a talent. And I think he's kind of got not a bad rap, but he's, he hasn't been given the full opportunity. Shots fired. Shots fired at Rojo. No, I love Rojo this year. But if Duke gets traded, he like he's a talent. Like I like him. I like him as a player. I think I, I just think he's really good. So I think he'd be the lead back there. I just want you to know, Ronald Jones, if you are a fan of the show, my DMs and are my yeah, no. <laughs> my my DMs are open, and I will for purposely instruct you how to leave a hate message for Lee on Anchor <laughs> that we can play on air. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I love this <laughs> All right, so on to the next player. Uh, This is the man of the hour, Mr. Melvin Gordon. So, Matt, I will let you just give it a whirl first here. So the breaking news today is that apparently the Chargers offered a contract extension, is what I understand, to Melvin Gordon, and it was disrespectful, according to him and his camp. So it's now come out that 
If they don't give him a deal that he's happy on before camp, he's prepared to sit out and will request a trade if the season's also gone on. So this is obviously news. There's no reason to say noise, right? No. So give me your thoughts on, on this, sir. It's noise, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's only because it told you're, me it wasn't. You're uh, going very left there, my man. contrarian like that, Zach. No. Um, my initial thought is you've seen this play out with Lev Bell. Everybody kind of hated that situation, but it actually worked out for Lev Bell kind of fine. Yeah, he took the year off, but he got the contract he was after. So it, there is a world where this actually comes to fruition and Melvin Gordon sits out the year. I don't think that will be the case. I think this is more a bartering chip so that way he gets a more respectful offer and then everything's hunky-dory and no change necessary. But at the same time, if I'm drafting now, I got to worry about this a little bit. So nice Melvin Gordon down a peg. I would think if he slips into like the second, third round, I'd take the chance. But the other guy I'd want to mention here is Justin Jackson, because I think he's suddenly draftable. And right now he's not. So I think he gets the bump if Melvin Gordon is actually not available. Well, he was already, and I'm going to give the floor to Lee in a second, but to kind of piggyback on that, he was already, uh, Justin Jackson, one of my favorite handcuffs just because of what he did. The, was it the two games he started, right, last season? Yes. He was an, a, a back-end RB2, certainly a flex play, right? And uh, he won a, helped me win a playoff game the first week of the playoffs with what he did. So I'm a big fan of that. I don't think he's elite by any means. It would certainly be a running back by committee with him and Eckler, spoiler alert, who's on the, you know, was number 40 on our list last week. So... It's 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 kind of it's kind of weird. Lee, chime in for me, man. Let's let's get your thoughts on this. Yeah, um, he's probably a guy in redraft I'd look to pass on just because we we kind of did play out with Lev Bell last year. Like you you lost the whole season. Like in redraft, you're that kind of screwed you over like really badly actually. Right. So until he starts falling into like back end of the second like early third rounds. Like, I'll, I'll probably stay away until this is resolved, but this, this opens a perfect um, buying window in Dynasty, if you like him, just because people might start to panic, get worried about it, and, you know, worst comes to worst, he misses a season, but, you know, he's guaranteed money somewhere, and you know he's going to be the workhorse, so I like, like yeah. I, would, I would definitely put out, I'm, I might start to put out some offers in Dynasty leagues just to see where the where people are at, where owners are at. I will give you a sack of potatoes that I've soaked in bath water for Melvin Gordon right now. <laughs> Easy accept. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Melvin Gordon, uh, I'm torn right now if I'm the Chargers. And this is why. Phillip Rivers, gentlemen, what, two years? Max. Two years left? I'll give him a little more than that. I'll give him three. Really? He, he, if he keeps having kids, his, his bottom half of his body's going to fall He's like 35, right? <laughs> He's as old as Eli and Big Ben. Same year, all three. So 37? Yeah. 37. So he still, still, looks, still looks good. He still looks good. 37, yeah, he's 37. Okay, he's, I, I still think you can do it for three years. I mean, Brady's about to be 42. Okay, so if you're the Chargers, let, let's try to be not fantasy players. Let's try to be Man. Chargers front office so we can give our listeners good Melvin Gordon advice here. 
if you're the Chargers front office and you have a running back who has yet to complete a full season, but is one of the most valuable players on your team, but you believe your system churns out good players anyway, proof in putting Justin Jackson. They were productive. They won those games, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So do you just trade him? Or do you just call call his bluff and let him sit out? Or do you say Philip Rivers has a three year window? Let's pay the man a three year contract? Or do you see what happened with Todd Gurley? And you're like, man, this guy hasn't finished a season. Pittsburgh didn't pay LaBelle because of the same injury risk to lock on long-term. They stood, they stood at their laurels. And then on top of everything else, Todd Gurley gets paid all this guaranteed money, and, they're, and what if he's not the same guy? So it, it create, there's, a, there's a giant conundrum there as a front office. So I think, for me, the best advice I can give anybody who's drafting is to not draft him right now. The right, the right price for everyone. Like where Melvin, like where for me, where Todd Gurley's being drafted right now, which is as a second round pick, I'm personally going to buy that all day. I, I ain't afraid of no ghost. I've seen Ghostbusters too many times to know better. Right? I'm just going to have a backup plan and be ready for the world to burn if I choose wrongly. But for Melvin Gordon, I don't. I think that his value is going to decrease every week as we get closer to the season. If this holdout continues, I think you're going to see less people draft him. He falls to the second, heck, maybe even the third. But I don't know, man. I I could see Lev Bell 2.0 all over this. I, re- I, I really do. To answer your GM question, if I'm this Chargers GM, hypothetically, they let me do it, um, <laughs> I would call this bluff and just kind of hold my number. He's a running back. It's not that running backs don't matter. It's they don't that, matter. They don't matter. They, they kind of do. Uh, they kind of do. <laughs> when you're they as good as Melvin Gordon, kind of matter. But the point remains, he's a running back. Unfortunately, they're pretty easily replaceable. And I wouldn't want to give him a second contract, third contract, unless I absolutely had to. There's a few that I would. And it's unfortunate what happened with Gurley, but he is one I would. Zeke is one that I would. Um <laughs> Lev Bell is one that I would, and I it's have. I, it's kind I wouldn't of, have. I wouldn't have. I think you know, Lev Bell's probably the last one for me. Saquon. Well, Barkley Saquon. probably yes. If he continues to do what he's doing, absolutely, I'm with you there. And they still got they've got five years with him though. So here's the big here's the big conundrum with all of this is the Chargers. I think are loaded. Period. I. You know, here's Melvin. The problem with Melvin Gordon trying to hang, uh, trying to uh, hold out, in my opinion, is that I don't disagree with it. I'm all for. I'm team running back in the league right now. These guys that want to hold out that feel they're not getting paid, I'm about it because that position it's disgusting. Like it's like one contract and then we're on to a rookie and then you're paying, you're you're bouncing around, bouncing around and. I just I'd like it to go back to '90s style, man. I really do. I'm too nostalgic for it. But that's either here nor there. We're not here to debate running back holdouts. But no. the point being uh, about the whole holdout situation here that I'm going to make up is that I think the front office is going to hang tight, and this could get ugly. And here's my statement that I want our listeners to listen to the most. And this is me creating this live on air right now. I haven't heard this on the radio. So this is this is this is the bold Russell Westbrook type thing. We're probably going to have a strike, fellas. In two years, we're probably yes. going to have no football, which means these players aren't getting paid. 
do. Would you hold out for an entire season and not get paid to play one season and get paid to then not get paid again? When you are already creeping close to 30. I think the Chargers hold the leverage, and I think it's going to get nasty because of that. That's something that no one is thinking about right now. You are. I, I Absolutely I am. <laughs> I think the Chargers front office are. I really wish Melvin Gordon would because I think that's a very great point. Um, and don't get me wrong here. I'm from Wisconsin. I love Melvin Gordon. Right. I'm rooting for him as a person, as a player. But this is a terrible decision. <laughs> so I I hope he gets it figured out and he actually gets a contract and then we can all go back to drafting on like fifth, sixth overall. Hopefully it's a bunch of smoke. Hopefully it's smoke and training camp starts and he reports because he realized hopefully Melvin Gordon's a friend of the show and I just dropped some knowledge nuggets on him <laughs> so he can he can play. But anybody who's drafting right now, pass. Take David Johnson instead. Take even James Conner instead at this point, guys that are around him. Uh, let him fall. Uh, I, I would say second round, I might still bite on him at this point, but just pay attention to this situation and understand that all the leverage is on the Chargers, not Melvin Gordon right now, because they do have capable running backs. The Chargers are one of those teams that I feel like have had fantasy-relevant running backs forever, almost like the Steelers. Would you Would you agree, fellas? Yes. It feels like they just churn them out there. Agreed, yeah. So I think the Chargers have all of the leverage here. So this could get messy, scary, and it could be one of those things. So be prepared. I pass on them right now. Once again, I think that Lee and Matt agree with me as far as when we talk about things and we stand on our soapbox, we're thinking about your money like it's ours. Most of us are playing fantasy not just for fun with money that we bust our bootay with. So we want to make sure we give the right advice, and that is all of our advice right there. So let's go to the next point. There's not a whole lot of these since uh, we did do this this weekend. Uh, Josh Jacobs finally signed his rookie deal. Lee, this is obviously news, but what are your thoughts on this? I actually just traded Josh Jacobs in a league, so it was after the news even, so I wasn't like where I wasn't that, but. Um... I think it's news, obviously. I don't know. I, who's going to play no matter what, I think. So, you know, value him accordingly. Not much has changed. What about you, Matt? Agreed. Nothing really changes here. It's good that he's signed his contract and get into camp and hurry up and get up to speed. Right. I agree. Um, I know one thing that we'll probably get to in a second, so I won't spoil it, spoil it though, but I wish he was holding out because it make would make hard knocks even that much better to watch the Raiders just be, be terrible in their front <laughs> Whenever that show comes out on HBO, but oh well, one less one less drama filled thing to watch with the Raiders. So, what's the over under that Derek Carr cries at least three times during Hard Knocks? Over the over. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like Josh Jacobs. I still Montgomery's still my bay though. That's the guy I'm going with over him. But I think both can be good. Um, Todd Gurley. I'm so sick of talking about freaking Todd Gurley, dude. Like, come on, man. Like what? What is going on? Like, like I feel like it's like where's Waldo here? Um, Todd Gurley. This is from him. Spoke with NFL Network's Omar Ruiz on Tuesday, and he said that his knee is good. I'm just like, hey, we're gonna find out in training camp. You know, I know it's always been a lot of talk going on this whole off season. So it's just like, hey, it's the off season. 
that's what everything's supposed to be about, speculation and reporting. So, <laughs> Matt, your, your yeah. move, <laughs> news or noise? Can I say newsy noise again? <laughs> yes, we're making, we're, we're going to, I'm actually going to make that a hashtag. I'm going to make it a hashtag when I put this on Twitter. I love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's not like his niece suddenly became arthritic. Like, he's had this for how many years? And it hasn't, to this point, really affected him too much other than the end of last year. I don't, I don't, I, I, I understand the hesitation and the hate that some people have, but him in the middle, the end of the second is a bargain and a half, and I'm going to take it every day. So let's get him into training camp. Let's see what he looks like. Hopefully there's some report that makes you feel one way or the other, and we can finally not be wishy-washy when it comes to Doug Early. Oh, it's going to get worse when training camp goes on. <laughs> what about you, Lee? I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have much to say about Gurley. It's just, um, it's just it, you got to monitor the situation. It's not Daryl Henderson's time yet, though. Is, is all I have to say. Like I think people are kind of over overreacting to that. Right. And I, I, I just they're not gonna they're not ready to completely like write off Gurley. Like he's still gonna get him a lion's share of the carries. He'll just get. He'll get scaled back a little bit. He just becomes he he legit he's legit should be ranked where he's at, like mm-hmm. because of the risk. But he could be better than everyone that he's ranked with. And for the listeners of the show, do not draft Henderson where he's going right now. It's no. not a good move. And there are so many other valuable people that you can get in. Is it the fifth round now? Is that am I reading that right? Yeah, I saw like end of fifth, early sixth, I think. That that is insane because they have four running backs. They have Kelly that they like. They still have Brown. I know some people and will say a lot of zeros on Gurley's check. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to say that Henderson's the cuff. I'm I'm not buying it. Adam. I I will I will stand by it and I will eat crow gladly if I'm incorrect. And I do think he's going to have a role on the team. But darn it, man. I think it's I think it's committee if something was to happen, but I'm still I'm buying early at the cost. So that's we're moving on. Ty, it's making my blood boil. I can't handle it. I'll um, be behind you in the line eating crow if yeah. that's the case because I agree. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, boy, this man is handsome. He really is. Um, <laughs> good jaw. He's uh good to go for the sort of training camp, which is news. I think we all agree. Um, yep. Lee, for you. Um, I know that I think we had a conversation. Stop me if I'm wrong. That neither one of us are really too high on Jimmy G. But what do you think about this? Um, I, I let <laughs> again. It's a tough. These are tough players. Obviously, that we're talking about. Um, I think Jimmy G has a lot of potential. It worried me a little bit that he didn't really realize it for the first four games before he was injured already. But he's got the weapons, I think, and he's got the coach. So we'll see if he can put it together in kind of his third-ish year. Third-ish year. I don't even know what to call it. I'm going to call it year – I think it's year nine. I think he's 40. I think he's older than Phillip Rivers. I was kidding. All right, Matt, it's, uh, it's your your turn. Oh, man. This is such a handsome topic. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, I think Jimmy G – it's going to be one of those dudes that gets overhyped 
we only have a sample of like eight games that he started. Right. So it's not like you have this huge sample size to go on. But as Lee mentioned, the offense, the weapons, the coach, he's set up for success. The only hesitation I have is his current draft price. I think it's way too high. I'd want to wait like another round or two minimum to take my shot with Jimmy G. I like Jimmy G if if he's my QB2. I don't think I'd feel great about him being my QB1. And once again, he could prove otherwise. But if I have a Josh Allen in Jimmy G or a Lamar Jackson in Jimmy G or Phillip Rivers in Jimmy G, I think I'd feel pretty good about my, my matchup-based combos. I really do. Unfortunately, you're never going to be able to have that. <laughs> no, not if people continue to draft him high. But then again, last season, I feared that he was going to go higher than he ended up going. So it really might just depend on your league because sure. some people saw him – because whenever a player gets injured, people tend to pass a little bit, right? A lot of the yeah. data we're seeing right now for ADP, would you both agree is more people in the profession as opposed to people who play for fun? I mean, don't yeah, get me wrong. If, if you're in the profession, you're playing – yeah, if you're if you're playing for fun in the profession, you're playing for fun too. But what I mean is that most of like all my league – all my workmates and my, my friends, all the drafts are in August, so – I think it might balance down a little bit, and we'll see. I, I could be completely wrong with that, and I'm fine. Now, what's really going to set the world on fire is if this handsome man can out-chug Matt Stafford with a beer. Then it's just game over. <laughs> so, I mean, I would move him up two rounds just by itself if he can do if he can pull that off. Uh, da- Damian Williams will be full-time starter from Andy Reid. Uh, I think all of us like him. I think there's question marks because we always see a guy who emerges into the year and he gets drafted way too high and busts. I know that I don't think he's going to be that guy, but I know Matt kind of leans towards, I think, being that guy. I don't think Lee does. I can go either way. (laughs) So, Matt, I'll let you start. Uh, This is good news, correct? Yes, yes. No, I mean – I'd be amazed if Lee said it was noise, but um, I know on my one of my first episodes, we talked about Damian Williams, and I was pretty down on him at the time. I did a little more research, um, looked at a couple of statistics like uh, success above um, value as far as his runs, like is he getting more than what the situation was, Right, and he was pretty darn high in that result, okay. so he was able to kind of chunk out some yards. Um and that Andy Reid offense just breeds RB1s. So I've kind of flipped 360 on Damian Williams, especially with that offense. I don't think he's – he's not like bus proof but he's a lot better than I gave him credit for the last time I talked about him. So I wanted to make sure I said that. No, that's um, fine. No, yeah, it, So it, I think he's accurately priced now. And, you know, Carlos Hyde is the backup to him right now. And according to Brad Evans on Yahoo Sports, Carlos Hyde is a potato. I don't know what that means, but I certainly don't think that's a good thing. So, I think it falls in line with our saying he's just a guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a jag potato. Yes, so, Lee, uh, what are your thoughts here, sir? Um, I don't know. I'm going to change my tune a little bit. I don't remember coming out super anti-Damian Williams, but... I mean, I like the vote of confidence, and he looked good last year. So yeah. they didn't draft anyone, really. They signed Carlos Hyde, or traded for him, I forget. They drafted but, a running back, too. 
They did they draft? I thought, I thought they were undrafted guys. They did, or maybe he was undrafted. He was a smaller <laughs> guy. James Williams. I think they were undrafted. Yeah, okay, they probably, you might be right. They're two. So I know one of the one guy that looks the best is a little small scat back, like Tariq Cohen looking guy. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's Williams. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that's on my that I drafted in our league. So I'm I do think, man, it's all about usage. And he did well with the usage. He was the RB two on a team I won the championship with. And it was a big reason why was because of he kicked butt and took names. So this is certainly news for me. I didn't think I mean all they've been saying all offseason long is that Damian Williams is going to be the starter. So this makes me feel even better about it. Is he a bus candidate? Well, who isn't? Right? I mean... Especially a running back. Right. I, I tell We tell every single person who listens to us that we're just going to give you the best advice that we can, but always have a contingency backup plan. If it's somebody who hasn't done it for two seasons, three seasons, four seasons, you have to realize that a C.J. Anderson situation is could be very real. It, it could be a thing. A player gets paid all of a sudden, Right? Maybe, yeah. maybe that was the burning force in him, and you get paid. Maybe he loses money. We don't know. We don't know how people react to money, right? Maybe, maybe he gets late. I don't. I have no clue. Different business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So <laughs> Cortland Sutton has a great chance of being the wide receiver one. And I'll quote who said this. Uh, this is... Uh, Nine News Mike Kliss. So this is from a writer. This is not from anybody working for the Broncos. Lee, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Cortland Sutton? I talked about it a little bit, I think, a couple episodes ago. I'm not a huge Sutton fan just because he looks so bad. I think we all talked about this. Yeah, he, he looks so bad. He looks terrible. Uh, like he might be the wide receiver one, but I'll take Bayshon Hamilton. Yeah, I'm with you. Bayshon all the way. Team Bayshon, dude. Like, <laughs> Team, I'm gonna get a T-shirt and everything. I'm all about him. He, I think PPR wise, certainly, he's better. I, I just don't yeah. like what I've seen from Cortland Sutton, and he had every opportunity to be the. He was ranked as such, and just every week we just continue to be a slave of putting you know him where he you know like ah, he should be here because of the usage and Emmanuel Sanders is gone and all this and it didn't work, just didn't didn't happen at all. So I want to see it. I'm going to pass on him and take somebody, I think, with more upside. And I'm going to be okay if I miss out on it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just deal with it if that's the case. Let somebody else risk risk that biscuit, so to speak. Quick counterpoint, his quarterback was Case Keenum, um, who I've never been a huge fan of. I know he had the one good year in Minnesota. So, eh. Well, I'm, well, I'm really trust that tape. I'm really pumped that he's got such an amazing quarterback now by the name of Joe Flacco, who's going to totally turn everything around. Well, he's at least shown that he can support a pretty high level wide receiver one with Steve Smith and some of the others that he's had. Anquan Bolden. That's so. true, and, and and I would say Anquan Bolden's prob. What do you guys think? Is Anquan Bolden kind of close to Sutton's skill set, possession receiver kind of, or am I totally off base there? No, I think that's a solid count. Yeah, what do you think, Lee? Is that about right yeah, or no? I think it's uh, yeah. I think I think Bolton obviously is established more in his career, um, so it's not. I don't think it's fair to Bolton yet to put something there, but <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So, Anquan <laughs> Bolton, if you're listening, go to Anchor and feel free to yell at me. Um, all right, at Matt Reller. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we go, man. Here, here it comes. The the Gronk news. 
So two things have happened. Number one, I'm getting I'm getting Alex all excited right now. I can just feel it. Like he's picking him up at every league. Um, so getting a DM yet? Yeah. So <laughs> so not only is Gronk catching balls from Brady in a workout, he was seen mouthing the words at the ESPYS last night of "I'm coming back." Should I just leave it at that and let's go to the next guy? Is yeah, it, is yeah. it worth? It? I can't. I can't even say anything about it. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't even. Right. So, uh, Miles Sanders needs to improve his pass protection, Lee. I mean, I said I've said this before, and I, I'm telling people this. It's not going to be Sanders' backfield this year, right? And I hope it's his backfield at some point. But Dougie P loves his committee. So I don't know. I just don't know. And I don't. He wasn't my favorite running back coming out of college. So he's a guy I'm. I'm trying to avoid everywhere. And uh, if you want to stay up late tonight till eleven o'clock, uh, Dougie P's first album debuts on iTunes. Once it hit eleven. <laughs> uh, Matt, you've lost me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Apparently, Matt needs a moment. No. <laughs> need to keep calling him Dougie P. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's a thing, yes. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, he's another one I've kind of changed my tune on. It's fun doing this. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan Howard, what's up? <laughs> You're my new dude. I would like y'all to remember that if Jordan Howard does well, uh, Lee has to uh, do a water bet. So don't forget about this, everyone. So as we continue to talk about uh, talk about the Eagles, and I'm going to make you say Dougie P 72 times while you pour water on yourself. <laughs> it's going to be eating, a fire mixtape from I Dougie can't P. Wait. Eating crackers, and then we're going to put it on YouTube, and it's going to, and then Tosh Point is going to make fun of you. So it's just going to really it's going to work out great. So <laughs> uh, Mark Andrews could be fe- uh, featured target. News or noise, Lee? No, I think it's news actually. I mean, actually, who said it? I, who said it actually? Um, uh, it's the team's website. Um, I because I kind of I like Mark Andrews as, as the, like the pass catcher in that offense. So people are saying if, if it's even someone saying it, then I'll buy him as like my second tight end as a late a late guy. What about you, Matt? I put this with the court and Sutton report of well. I think what do you guys think I think I'm going to treat and please yell at me if I'm incorrect I can take it Uh, I'm going to treat the Baltimore tight end situation like the Colts last season and I'm okay with either guy I think they're both going to be relevant and by other guy I mean Hayden Hurst with Mark Andrews with Mark Andrews being the the nod to being the better tight end I think and more relevant for fantasy but I think both could be you know a Batman and Robin type crime fighting duo uh, do oh, you guys sure. agree with that, or is that stupidity? No, you're not stupid for that. Um, my only not stupid. Thank you. Lean would be Mark Andrews is going to be on the field more because John Harbaugh loves his tight ends to be able to do two things, whereas Hayden Hurst is more of a glorified wide receiver. Okay, Lashawn McCoy was begging Frank Gore to come to Buffalo. I don't. I can't even with this. I want to make so many jokes that I feel are inappropriate that I. I, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> what? Like their locker room wants to be a retiring home, so they're trying to make it shady acres. 
That's actually really Want me to good. Keep going? No, I mean, you guys heard about the weird parties that LaShawn McCoy throws, right? I know yes. Lee, Lee might be familiar because he was with Philly, but apparently LaShawn McCoy has like girl only parties where he makes girls sign waivers before they can come to them. So we'll just leave it at that. I'd maybe he's maybe he's like a screenwriter and he's like making a movie and he's trying to have them watch these movies that he's going to release to the public after he retires. It's going to be the Lord of the Rings, the next Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. But um, I don't. I just thought this was an interesting thing to be on Roto World. I, I'm quite confused as to why it's on there. I I don't think this means anything. <laughs> I mean, it's, I just felt like reading it. Honestly, I, I wish I made it up. So we're just gonna pass on this. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I think that's where we're gonna leave it. Real yes. quick, Lee, were you ever at one of those parties? Did you have to sign that contract? <laughs> I was too young when he was in Philly. So no. Lee, Lee, looks, oh, Lee, Lee uh, was tailgating as Rachel McAdams from True Detective Season 2. He's, hey. He snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, you know you're having fun when you mention True Detective Season 2, which was absolutely terrible, by the way. Okay. On to running backs. We're going to cover running backs 41 through 55. And we're going to do the same thing we've been doing, which is it too low, too high, and just a quick note if we feel necessary. And obviously, if you think it's somebody that you absolutely don't care about at all, feel free to say that as well. It's okay. I promise they can't harm you. Uh, We'll start with Dion Lewis at number 41. Matt? Either. I don't like it. I'm probably passing on him. I think he's, yeah, no, he's too high. I don't. I don't like to get running backs that are just basically going to be fighting for scraps. And I think that's what Deion Lewis is going to be this year, unfortunately. Like I said, when we talked about Derrick Henry, I think they finally figured out how to use him, and that's to just feed him and let him go. So I don't know how much you're actually going to use Deion Lewis unless Derrick Henry goes down. In which case, then he would get a huge bump. But that you can't project that. So All right. he's way too so Lee, Matt, and I are both down on him. Are you uh, are you here for the Dion Lewis truthers, or are you also team team downer? I'm a downer. I like him. I like the talent, but it's just the opportunity's not there. Okay, you're looking at this list of people. Is so there's, I think we both would agree there's about seven guys in what we're going to cover that we would take over Dion Lewis. Is that about right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next, next we spoiled this earlier, so I think we're all going to be in agreement. But we've got the LA Rams running back Daryl Henderson is forty-two. I am on record that I will not be touching at that price. Period. So I think that is entirely too high, and don't dig it. Uh, Lee, we'll start with you. Are you in agreement, sir? I mean, at, at the if he actually gets drafted at the forty-second running back, like I'd probably take my shot at him. Ugh. Maybe a little bit later, just because if Gurley's injury is really bad and he goes down during the season or something like that, then you know Henderson's gonna be the guy, and Henderson is super talented, I think. So okay, Matt Reller, user Daryl Henderson is a smidge too high here. I will say about Daryl Henderson that he's got awesome straight line speed, and when the blocking is there for him, he looks every bit the part. When it's not, he doesn't really create his own yards. So he makes me nervous from that respect. 
it's not like the Rams have this like super awesome line. So I'm kind of more curious to see what happens with him at the NFL level. And I would not be drafting him here. I think for me, I think 48 to 50 is about his range personally. If we're re-scrambling all these guys personally, um, certainly he could have more upside than some of these fellows, which we're about to cover. But I just do think it's too high. Uh, there's a couple of guys I just really, really like in this group that I'm going to pick over him. Uh, and, and spoiler alert, one of them's next at 43. We have Naheem Hines. And uh, I am all about this dude. I think that in a PPR league, he's a fine flex play. And uh, I had a lot of him last year, and I, I think he's a good player. And I think that he's still going to be relevant, even though Marlon Mack should get the majority of the carries. Matt, we'll start with you on Naheem Hines at 43. What are your thoughts on this ranking, sir? I think it's, if anything, a little too low. I would have him ahead of at least the last two people that we've talked about, if not some of the dudes we talked last time. So for me, Naeem Hines is awesome because he's a scat back plus, meaning if Marlon Mack goes down, I think Naeem Hines might not get a huge bump, but he'd get enough of a bump where he would make it a little more relevant to have as your RB2 almost. So I really like his skill set as well, and I think that Indianapolis line is something I want a piece of. So if I miss out on Marlon Mack, I'm happy to grab Naeem Hines way later. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, I really like him. He's one of the guys that I really like here. Um, like you guys were saying, he's like a track star in college. Like he's got the speed, he's got the receiving ability. Um, he's, he'll have some standalone value, and then if Mac goes down, you know, he could be kind of that lead-ish guy. What I like about him too is this is one of those situations where you could have Mac and Hines and start both. It's not something we would super recommend because obviously, if there's a game they get shut down completely and get their butt beat you're going to lose there's because two of your positions get nothing but they'll, they'll it'll be like the tevin coleman Devonte uh freeman situation a few seasons ago where it's it's a week-to-week game the majority of the time you're going to be winning and it, it could work so i i dig it i i man this is a guy that i'm absolutely targeting as a flex is my is my rb three or four uh, i in that I, I like scenario it. if they're getting their butt beat though Naeem, ah Naeem, Naeem, you're right you are right. Naheem Hines will be catching a lot of passes as they catch up. Exactly. Thank you. That's that's why you're here, Matt. You're here to, <laughs> to correct to correct the wrongdoings that are said. It's um, not wrongdoing. It's just hey, you didn't think about this part. <laughs> so, at number forty-four, we have Matt Breida. So we're gonna go to you, Matt. Here, I want to say mm-hmm. one quick thing before you go. All right. Is Matt Breida? And this is a question you can kind of lead into as well for both of you guys. Is he a better handcuff than Henderson? Possibly? Easily. Go. Reason being, Shanahan's offense and its success for running backs. Matt Burita, he gets knocked because he's not like great at anything, but he's really darn good at everything. So I think he's kind of ingratiated himself with Shanahan and he likes that about him. So I think he's going to get usage anyway. It's going to be a three-headed monster. It's going to be annoying to deal with from a fantasy standpoint. And especially in this realm of guys, there's like four or five names that I absolutely love, and his is one of them. So just because of the offense that is there, McKinnon hasn't stayed healthy. Coleman never really impressed me a ton. So I would imagine Burita could well outpace where he's being drafted. 
and I'm not sure about that with Daryl Henderson. Okay, Lee, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, I'm actually honestly my my like approach to the 49ers backfield is just taking the cheapest, like whoever, whichever one falls last. Right. Like I think I'd probably prefer if I had to choose one, just like regardless of value, I'd probably take Tevin Coleman because I think he's familiar with the offense and he's kind of that prototypical back that that um Shanahan really looks for. But between basically McKinnon and um and Breda, like I'll take whichever one of them falls and then I'll be pretty happy about it to get a piece of that 49ers backfield. See, I, don't, I was just going to say the deepest one would be like Raheem Mustard or Jeff. Colonel, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. So, <laughs> so we're, we're telling our listeners not to draft Colonel Mostard, basically. No, please do not. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not suggesting that. I was just making fun of Lee real quick. Uh, <laughs> he drafted guys on the practice squad. Jeremy McNichols. Uh, no. So with, for me with Matt Breida, I agree with every point you guys made, although I'm probably not going to get him, period. Because there's just too many names here that I like. Um, I'm a running back builder with my teams. Um, I'm trying to get where most leagues do four or five probably running backs per team. If if my if my if I'm in a league that doesn't have a limit, I'm probably seven or eight because I want to prepare for trades. I want to prepare for injury and just be ready. So if my build is RB heavy, I'm I'm still good to go with possible bodies. And I just like some of the upside I see with some of the other guys better in this list. Not hating on Brita. I don't dislike him at all. Um, but he's definitely a handcuff. And I think some of these other guys are going to emerge as being better than handcuffs. And we'll get into that once we get to their names. Uh, up next at 45 is Judge Ito. Ito Smith. Uh, Lee, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Ito? Is this just right? Too high? Too low? Do we not like him? Oh, I really do not like Ito Smith. Um, but I guess he's the backup in Atlanta. I just I, I don't know because Brian Hill looked okay. I think that's his name. Um, and they they drafted uh, Quadri Olison. I think is his name. Yes, sir. That's going pretty deep. So yeah, I think that's it. So that's him. So I'd stay away. Honestly, it's not not my favorite player here. What about you, Matt? He's just a guy I would hard pass on Edo Smith. It's not that you can't draft him, it's that I just wouldn't. I don't there's no upside. He's behind Devonta Freeman. In a perfect world, he barely touches the field, and I think either Brian Hill or that Quadris Olsen is gonna beat Edo Smith out. Well, to go against the grain on what both of you guys have said, with I'm not an Edo guy personally, but if something happens to Freeman, and unfortunately something has been happening to Freeman, he is first first jag, he's first potato up if uh, that happens. So with with uh so with him being first man up, he could be fantasy relevant. But at forty five, even if I have Freeman, I'm not drafting him at this point because there's three or four other names even below him right here that I'd rather have on my roster that I think offer more upside and skill, which leads directly into number 46, which is one of my dudes that I will have a lot of shares of if I have my say, and that's Dante Foreman on Houston. Um, I've been big on him. I like this guy. He's been hit with the injury bug, but I am a buyer. I think this is just right because, man, this guy – can be phenomenal if given the opportunity, in my opinion. Matt, what do you think about Dante Foreman on Houston? I love this kid. 
I think he's going to end up overtaking Lamar Miller at some point this season. I I get that Lamar Miller had like a stretch where we all were like, give him the usage, but he was never like the running back that I was cheering for, if that makes sense. Right. Whereas Deonta Foreman, the four games that he exploded in his rookie year, he looked amazing. And I was bummed that he tore his Achilles. And it usually takes a little bit longer for you to recover from that, but he's at least young enough where I think at some point this season he's going to be 100%. And his talent is just insane. So, I love him. What do you think, Lee? (laughs) I don't love him. I think, to me, he's a little bit too hyped. Um, Just because a torn Achilles is a brutal injury, like for anyone, but especially like a skill position like a running back. And... um, I didn't see it last year, at least at the end of the season. I, I know he's been doing like some some workouts and he's looked decent. So when he's in when he's in pads on the field, um, I guess in preseason, but probably not until the regular season. That's when I'll like really be able to judge whether he's he's okay from that injury. So for me, like at here, I take him at this value, but people are starting to reach for him, and at that point, I don't feel comfortable. Right. I I will not. I'm I will do what the rankings. There's a few players I would reach for, and he is not one because there are question marks. So if you're a listener of the show and you're trying to get in on your league mates, that doesn't mean reach for the guy. So thank you for saying that, Lee. Uh, One thing I'm big on with with him is if he gets the usage that I think he can, I think that makes Lamar Miller better too. So I think it's, it's a win for everything involved in the Houston fantasy game as far as Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Kiki, just all of them, Will Fuller. I think they all benefit if this kid can play and get the usage because it just he's a beast. He has the potential to be that. But yeah, valid points all around, I think, and that's that's great. Um forty seven, Lee, we touched on this uh last running back episode, Adrian Peterson. So we'll start with you here, Lee. Um with Adrian Peterson, he's old man, but he was over a thousand yards last year. So I mean I when do you not when do you? I mean, when? I mean, you gotta keep assuming he's gonna keep doing it, right, Lee? So is it the price right here because he ran for a thousand yards? Yeah, I mean, I think the price is right. Honestly, um, this is actually where I'd probably start considering Kareem Hunt. Also, okay, but um, I think AP still got it, and if Geis has any setbacks or isn't gonna be ready, like I'm sure they'll be pretty careful with him. Um, coming off that really nasty ACL injury, he might even and start I on the really pup. That the AP is is the guy will be the guy to start the season, like at least for the first few games. Matt, sorry, on Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, just he's. I get that he's old. I get that he had a thousand yards last year, but. I just love guys too much to really pump up Adrian Peterson. <laughs> he's still going to get some run. I, uh, he scares me though. You know why? <laughs> you know why I like Adrian Peterson. I like him because not only can he break my hand if he try to shake it, but also for the simple fact that if I'm going wide receiver heavy, so if I'm a zero RB guy, okay, and maybe it wasn't even by choice. Maybe this is the way the draft has fallen my way, right? And I'm just getting too good of value with wide receivers. And let's say I've, I'm bulked up. There are worse plays as your, your RB2 if that happens. And you know, 
that they are going to do exactly that with Geis, ease him in, that you've got a guaranteed guy who could run for 100 yards almost any week, that he's you're good for the first month as you figure everything else out. So it's a week-to-week game. We talk about this all the time. So you know when the season starts on week one, you're good right there. And maybe for longer. So I, I like him here. I mean, honestly, he's got the most sure role at the moment of anybody we're listening here. We're listening, or excuse me, we're listing here with the exception of probably Naheem Hines. Mm-hmm. That's at, a valid point. At 48, we have Mr. Potato himself, Carlos Hyde. <laughs> uh, Lee, uh, I'm not drafting him. I'm just leaving him. What are you doing? Yeah, it's tough after that, especially after the Damian Williams report. Williams report. Um, it's tough to see him having like a major role. I, I would keep. I would hold on to him just in case. Like I'll draft him late just because you know in case Damian Williams goes down or something, or he gets goal line carries and you know he could be a, a flexish player. I don't know. Matt, what are your thoughts? With the way Andy Reid uses running backs, he would be a, nothing more to me than a name to remember. Yeah, I'm. I'm out. I, I'm with Lee. I'd rather I'd rather take Kareem Hunt here. Yeah. Uh, 49. Uh, I, this guy's too high for me. I'm taking other names, and it's Peyton Barber, especially with the rumor that they're looking to acquire another running back, which means they probably will. And with all the, uh, you know, I mean, Rojo's got a nickname and all. So, Matt, we'll start We'll start with you. Uh, is this too high for Peyton Barber? Is this a guy that's on our radar or should be? No, this is back-to-back Jags right here. Um, I think if anybody, it's going to be Rojo, or they go out and actually trade for somebody. So I you want zero parts of Peyton Barber. Okay. Lee? Yeah, I'm, I'm out. There's not, not much more to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is also a potato, apparently. Uh, uh, at 50, we have Duke Johnson. And I I think, I don't know, this is either just right or too low, depending on what happens for me. But uh, I certainly would probably still take a few names that are left above him, though. So I, I guess it is too high for me. Uh, Lee, what do you think on Duke at number 50? It's If I knew, like, you know, boom, is it going to get traded to the, the Bucks? I'd be all over it. Um, but... Oh, this is tough if I take him over Kareem Hunt or not. I can't. They're, they're like neck and neck because you, you, Duke's going to get the first eight games and then Hunt's going to get the, the last. Um, well, I guess it would only be like five games before the playoffs. Maybe we're in a perfect world where you're looking at both players and you have the last pick of the seventh round and you can just pick both. I would take both. Wouldn't that just be I get, gr- I get Duke for the first <laughs> eight and I get Kareem for the last five. That would just be phenomenal. If that happens to you. the Cleveland Browns backup running back. Yeah, if, if, so, if somebody if somebody's in a league and that happens, screenshot it and tweet at us, please. Like That would just be the most baller move ever. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I As much as I disparaged him a little bit earlier, I think he's too low here. I think there is upside, especially for the first eight weeks where he's kind of that almost second slot receiver for the Cleveland Browns. And as much as uh, his talent is pretty darn good, he's kind of almost theoretic-ish where he's going to have like 60, 70 catches. Um, 
So his floor in PPR is amazing. I would definitely draft him there. He's kind of very Tariq Cohen-esque. So you can either love this or hate him, and you're probably going to be right in your mind. So, so I have a I, I think he's too little. I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, with Duke Johnson, and let's just talk about the NFL in general. So we talked about the NBA earlier. We're talking about Russell Westbrook getting traded. That was breaking news on our podcast, which is pretty cool. Anthony Davis requested a trade last year for the Pelicans, and they sat him and wouldn't play him. And then when it was deemed they couldn't do that, they ended up not being able to play him on back-to-backs and such. Are we worried that if Tampa is holding out for the best, or not Tampa, excuse me, the Browns are holding out for the best deal possible, that maybe he'll have zero usage or very low usage until the trade deadline? Is, is that something we're thinking, or are the Cleveland Browns in it to win it so they're not about that life and they're playing their weapons? Either one of they're you can chime in. I think they're in it to win it. They're, they're playing their guys. They, they feel the champion. They can sniff the, the, the championship. They can sniff the Patriots in the AFC championship game and a loss. But That's hardcore. I, I will pour water all over myself for 10 days straight if they make the AFC championship game. They can smell it. They, they <laughs> smell it in the water. What do, you, what do you think, Matt? I wholeheartedly agree with Lee. Not about the AFC championship game part, though. I just want to make that clear. Um, I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided that. Um, I think with they are kind of in it to win it in that sense. And I don't. They kind of did this to him last year where they sat him down because he was throwing a little Twitter fit and wanting a trade last year. So it's not like he came out and said anything about wanting one this year. He's just been rumored. I w- so. You know what I wish? You know what I wish we had up right now? And if one of you is fast-fingered and can pull it up, that would be amazing. I would be interested to see what Chubb's usage was after Kitchens took over. Um. For, because they, he was pretty much just the only guy, right? It felt. It was probably eighty-five percent, eighty percent of the carries. So I think I think I can hear Lee vigorously looking this up for us. Yeah, so, I'm typing. Okay, I'll cool. My- so uh, no, no, I, that's fine. I like it. Uh, at fifty-one, we have Kareem Hunt while Lee looks that up for us. I'm gonna go. This is. Just right, but I'm willing to pay a higher price for him than this just right. So I'm saying just low because I would pick Kareem Hunt over a few of these guys. So I think I just talked in a haiku. So, Matt, I'll let you take (laughs) over before I confuse our listeners too much. I think Kareem Hunt is too low because I think he's a stud and I think he can be fantasy viable. What are your thoughts? I agree with you that he can be fantasy viable. I disagree with you that he's too low. If anything, for me, he's too high. And I know I might be in the minority on this, but let me explain. He's suspended for eight games. He's going to take up a roster spot for eight weeks before you can use him. You can't put him in the IR because he's suspended. So you can't kind of be tricky with your roster. That drives me nuts as an owner because I have zero flexibility then. I'm more of the watch my waiver wire, play the drop it like it's hot game. As soon as somebody drops Kareem Hunt, feel free to pick him up. Okay. I'm not going to waste the draft pick on him. And I guarantee that he's going to be the waiver wire wonder because people will get frustrated, need that backup 
wide receiver, tight end, somebody goes down, they need a kicker, who knows? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, sweet, it's week seven. I only got to wait two weeks now. I'm going to pick up Kareem Hunt. Well, that's, that's, a, that's actually a great point that when bye weeks come, because this isn't a four-week suspension, it's going to be really if you if you're a guy that only drafts one if you draft two quarterbacks and two tight ends you have very little bench spot and there's going to be some tough decisions to make so you're absolutely correct somebody might be dropping this guy that drafts him uh, so that is that is something definitely to keep an eye on uh, for sure that's actually gold right there I bet you you know what what I wonder what, what do you think that percentage is twenty six percent of the leagues he'll be dropped in. When it's bye week time? By like week three or four when the first one kicks in? Yeah. I bet you it's higher than that. I what, bet you it's at least What do third. you think? Let, let's, let's, let's fill in on this. So if you're a team that by accident, because nobody plans to draft per bye weeks, right? You, <laughs> that's, that's clearly a losing strategy. But let's yeah. just let's play crazy game right here. Mm-hmm. And let's mm-hmm. say that you're in the seventh round. And it just so happens that your bye weeks are good. Your running backs bye weeks ten. All like, and it's just this is so hypothetical. It's stupid. But would you take if it looks like you're going to be fine, where you're never your bye weeks are evened out very easily, and you've managed your roster so far pretty pretty solidly, and you're streaming a tight end, all of that goes perfectly. Would you take a gamble on the seventh round if that was the case? Or would you still say, hey, I'm going to pick up a guy that can help me now because I still think somebody's going to do this. Somebody's going to drop him. To answer your question, it's a weekly game. I'm not worried about week 10 bye weeks. I'm not worried about even how good it could look. I'm not worried about it. I would rather have somebody that could help me week one if I needed it or week two and keep planning in that regard. Perfect. Lee, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm here. Alright. Did you find any juicy information? Yeah, it was just I, I, I couldn't find like percentage of team carries. Okay. But like his I, I can just run down quickly his count his carry count when, when he got the starting job and like Kitchen just took over. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was 18, 18, 22, 20, 28, 9, 13, 20, 19. And he was the RB seven from week seven to sixteen. Okay. Yeah. I'm guessing those nine games they were behind or something. Uh yes, probably. I don't I don't remember. Otherwise that's weird. And then uh, we were talking about Kareem Hunt. I know you were you heard us speaking about that. Are are you too high, too low, just right on him, or do you like Mets wait like till somebody there. drops him? I like him there. I don't know. I, I, I would take both of them if I could actually to be honest. Yeah, I like that strategy, honestly. I I think that was that was ple- I hope somebody does that. That'd be cool, yeah. At uh, 52, um, I'm going to say just right because this is another guy that I've kind of got my eye on because I am i don't like Drake. And this might be just hate, and I admit that at least. At least I'm man enough to say it could just be hate. <laughs> but uh, I, I think Ballage, although there are some things coming out about him struggling with catching, I think Ballage at this point will be worth a flyer. Uh, Matt, what do you think about Ballage on Miami? I will not be taking a trip to the Bellagio. I would pass on Kalen. Reason being, I've Drake is another one I kind of came around on. Um, watching him create yards on his own, doing a little more study in that regard, he's going to be used a 
ton. I would much rather have Kenyon Drake. Um, and in this spot, I would rather take some other guys below Kalen Bollage than, uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> that Miami offense scares me every time I start to think about it, but I have kind of come around on Kenyon Drake. I think he's going to have a ton of value. Well, they have Connor McFitzpatrick on their team or whatever you would say it. The fit, the fit yeah, <laughs> I was trying to do the Conor McGregor combination there because yeah, yeah, of this yeah. thing. It, did, it didn't work. It was an epic fail. Uh, <laughs> Lee, what are your thoughts on Ballage? Uh, it's like he's not a good running back. He's like athletic, and that's it. So I, I think Kenny Drake's pretty good, actually. And they just drafted Miles Gaskin. So yeah, he's the name I couldn't remember. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I'm not going to draft him. So, so listeners, it's two versus Zach, so that means that I'm probably wrong. <laughs> but if one of you is man or woman enough to draft Ballage and he pays dividends, then uh, you owe me $5. Somebody. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I respect Dale's opinion. No, you're, that's good. Um, <laughs> this guy is too high for me at 53, CJ Anderson. I'm letting somebody else play that game. What do you think, Matt? I think woof. Um, <laughs> I think he's way too high. Maybe it's just my love for Carrion Johnson shining through. But, ah, yeah, no, I don't want C.J. Anderson. There's dudes below 55 that I would rather have. What do you think, Lee? I like I like him, actually. I, I have him as my carry-on handcuff in the league, and I feel pretty comfortable that he can like step into a real workload if carry-on goes down. And then he'll have like a decent, like he'll have some standalone value. I hope that it doesn't destroy Carrion's value, to be honest, just because he is that bigger prototypical <laughs> prototypical goal line back, and he did play well last year. I think it's the Rams, though, man. I think it's the scheme, the blocking, the because he looked. Abs- I mean, he didn't even make the Panthers roster, right? He was and cut the before Broncos the season. Didn't resign him. So I just I can't do it, man. I, I I'm gonna take somebody with more upside that and if I'm wrong I'm wrong but it, Lee those are valid, very valid points he did prove to be a very good goal line back with his with his running yes. with but the blocking is so exotic with Sean McVay it's mm-hmm. just throws you off man it is so hard to get the golf it really is if you get to him you can disrupt him but man is it challenging they just they just have this weird blocking scheme, so it's some, something to note. Uh, I Two of us think too high, one of us doesn't. Uh, Jamal Williams at 54. I'm, I'm going to go for the cuff that you've been talking about personally, Matt, um, and pass on him. The other Williams, brother. Yeah, yeah, the other Williams. So what what do you think? You're you're a land, in the land of the Packer land. I know there's been some reports that they're going to do a committee, apparently. So what it do you think? Shock, what do you think? I think it will be a committee, and honestly, I think neither one, Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, has shown the ability to finish a season. So until they do, I'm going to think that they aren't going to. So that all being said, I think Jamal Williams is too low here. I would take him over pretty much everyone we've talked about. Okay. Lee? And I might be home. Um, That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I have also have Jamal Williams as my Aaron Jones can handcuff in the same league. So like again, I don't think he's a great running back, and I think Jones is by far the most talented of the of the group. But 
he's a good handcuff to, to have because when he has been done that like standalone job, he's he's produced. So okay, mm-hmm. and then number fifty five, where we're going to close today, Chris Thompson. Too high or too low, Lee? Uh, I don't want any part of Chris Thompson. That's all I have to say. Bryce Love is there now. Guys, and AP, sign me. Not in, I'm not in. <laughs> that was the weirdest sentence I've ever heard a human speak, Lee. <laughs> Lee out on Chris Thompson, I guess. Apparently, Chris Thompson turns Lee into Yoda. So, <laughs> that's... <laughs> it happens to the best of us, Lee. Don't worry. <laughs> Not like not like Chris Thompson. I don't. No, I'm just kidding, Lee. I'm busting your chops. I I gonna. I don't like Chris Thompson either. Man, is he a, is he a PPR specialist? If you maybe it's worth a flyer if he falls. If if people pass on him because they're going with names they think are better, maybe. But I'm with you. It's a crowded crowded backfield, and he just doesn't prove that he can. He's he's small. He doesn't prove that he can stay, man. Look at Darren Sproles. He, how many times has Darren Sproles tried to be fantasy relevant the last four years and he gets injured again? So I just I can't do it. I can't do it at all. Matt, the floor is yours, sir. I love – no, I don't. <laughs> I agree with you both. I want zero parts of Chris Thompson. Besides it being crowded, he plays about four or five games a year. And if you can figure which one of those is going to be the good one out, by all means. But good luck. I think you have better success going elsewhere. I would agree. So in closing today, what I want to do is I want to take three three names each or two, if, uh, if you can't find three, on names that are on Fantasy Pros that are ranked down for the rest of these. And let's let our listeners know who we think is a good miss or irrelevant because we're looking at last pick in the draft range or pretty darn close to it. So, Lee, I'm going to start with you if you still want to talk to me, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Lee, who do you who do you like in this range? I just lost I just lost the list really quickly, so let me try to find it. You good? I'll, 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 after after fifty whatever, right? Yeah, after fifty five. Why can't I find this? Can you read some of the names out for me? I, for some sure. Reason, Absolutely. List. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, at 56, we have Mike Davis. At 57, Jalen Samuels. At 58, Damian Harris. 59, Elijah McGuire. Right, I, I, got, I actually got the list back up. Thank you very okay. much, sir. Very good. Um, I'll talk about two guys real quick that I like. And it's Jalen Samuels and Damian Harris. Okay. I think Samuels performed pretty well in that offense when Connor went down. And I think that Connor, like, in one second he said that it would be a committee, and the next second he said he'd be the lead guy. So I don't really know what's going to happen. But I think Samuels did earn himself some work, and I could see more of a split than people are anticipating for him. So he's a kind of a later-round guy that could could produce. And then Damian Harris, I'm not a big believer in Sony Michelle. I think he's got a lot of injury history. I don't think you draft a third-round running back if you don't think that something's wrong with your, your running back core. Because he's not just like an insurance piece. Like a third round running back is a legit, is a legit piece of an offense. And I, I was looking up some like some articles today, and they said that Harris looks good at camp. He got some first team reps um, when he was at mini camp or whatever. So that that was partially because Sony was out. But I think that it's not. I, I think that it. Um, yeah, I think he'll do well. Sorry. Oh, you're fine, uh, Matt. Anybody for, from you? Yeah, I'm going to go a little deeper. 
Okay. Number 63 is Devin Singletary. All right. I love his upside being behind LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore, two guys that don't get younger. And I also like, at number 65, Justice Hill, the backup in Baltimore. And I think if something were to happen to Mark Ingram, which he's shown a propensity to do, he would be the guy to own because he can kind of do everything that Mark Ingram does. Nice. Are you are you ready for my two, fellas? Always. I'm going to go with Brian Hill on Atlanta. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so here are my two. Uh, my two is somebody that I think is something that somebody that should absolutely be drafted as Mr. Irrelevant now, and his draft stack stock might actually raise. That's Justin Jackson. I think that he was fantasy relevant as a flex. I don't think he has RB1 potential. Uh, heck, might not even be RB2. But if you can get a guy that you can plug into your flex, if something happens to Melvin Gordon, you're going to beat the competition at that position on most weeks. So I like Justin Jackson. He's the 71st ranked running back right now. So if you're drafting this weekend, take advantage of that. And the other guy I'm big on, because I think he is going to have a role, is Jalen Richard on Oakland. I think that in a PPR league, in a standard league, no. But in a PPR league, I think he can have value. John Gruden likes his passing down running backs. And I do think that they're going to be behind in a lot of games. So that might game script the rookie Jacobs out of a few games. So I'm I'm buying Jalen Richard as a potential flex play as well. Real quick, before we sign off, two more names that I want to mention. Not to be Mr. Irrelevance, but just to keep on your radar. Reichwell Armstead, the backup in Jackson or yeah, Jacksonville behind Leonard Fournette. Right. He also hasn't shown. Lee and Lee likes him as well. And Leonard Fournette, did you hear that he was actually uh Mr. Glass's stuntman on uh the uh, set of Glass? Did you hear that? <laughs> no, <laughs> but doesn't shock me. No, I, I made the that. Other up. one is Alexander Madison, the backup in Minnesota to Dalvin Cook, who also has injury issues. So those are the two names you should remember. All right, I dig it. Lee, Lee, anything else? We're we're just going to keep going. We're going to have a 17-hour podcast. We're we're not going to bed tonight. We're just going to keep pulling names out. Well, it's got to be you two because I will be going to bed. (laughs) I know. It's late where you're at, man. I appreciate you staying up with us. So the old guys are going to stay up and party? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go open up a rolling rock. Let's get this party started. Let's go. So – that is lineup locked for the week. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, as we said in the beginning, uh, feel free to leave uh, reviews. Uh, Anchor is really cool how you can go and leave a voice message. If there's a player rating you don't agree with, if you want to tell me that my hot takes suck or that it's awesome or whatever you want to say for whatever member of our show, feel free to do so. Or if you have a question, it will, we will play it on here as long as there's not foul language. And uh, we'll play it on here and give you your shout-out. And and if you're on Twitter, we'll even tag you whenever we post the podcast so you can see that. Um, We appreciate every listener, as always. This is where we're going to end it today. Uh, Next week, we're going to do the same ranking. It's going to be the back end of the wide receivers. And that's probably where we're going to stop the wide receivers. I don't think we're going to go much deeper than, than 55 for them. So we appreciate the listeners, as always. This is Zach signing off. And this is Lineup Locked. Later.